Welcome to Echoes of Holiness podcast. He's back here preaching. I was almost, I was going, my Lord, if we only knew. He said, where two or three is gathered together, there he'll be in the midst. Someone said, do you literally believe that? I said, well, that's what the Bible said. And when I um, think about that, I think about God and his power and his mercy and his love. Appreciate your pastor. I'd like to always try to honor the pastor. Sometimes I forget, <clears throat> but most of the time I don't. And his family, appreciate the church here. Appreciate y'all, uh, you know, uh, taking care of our children for, what, 10 years? Appreciate that. And um, I, um, I've always thought many times about uh, how God's been good to us and we feel like we're unworthy. But I read in the Bible that it talked about that um, his blood that washes us and cleanses us and makes us whole. That puts us in that family. So when we're in that family, if we'll stay within the family, walk within the family, talk within the family, act like we're in the family, then we're, we'll be worthy then. That's where it comes from. It doesn't come from what I can conjure up or try to come up with, but it comes from that part where I can just submit myself unto God. The Bible talks about many places and about submitting. Uh, and one thing, the hardest thing to do, if you've ever been as hard-headed as I am, uh, is to submit. I mean, you about break my arm before I'm going to say, Uncle, Amen. I mean, you know, in the natural, I mean, you know, I just, uh, but, but submitting to God. I remember just as a boy, uh, lost without the Lord, didn't know anything about the Lord. But um, after a while, I found out at 23 years old uh, that, um, that I could be saved. And um, I appreciate that. I want to try to preach tonight. I'm going to not hold you very long either. I'm not much of a... Um, reading notes, but I did have a scripture I wanted to read, or a thing that I wanted to read. I don't usually write stuff down, and that that I do, I forget. You know, what if I wrote down, I sometimes can't read it. So, um, those things happen, but we appreciate the Lord. I wanted you to turn to the book of Numbers, chapter 13. Uh, I'm kind of wore out today. I've been trying to help uh, Mandan them uh, do a bathroom, and, and at home, I'm used to uh, if you're working on something, uh, you just uh, jump in the truck two, three miles, and you get that part you don't have. Well, I mean, I learned, I've learned just about how to get to Lowe's so far. And um, I said, told them, I said, buy four or five of them, buy three or four of them. Uh, that way we you know, can take them back. But we, we got to have some relief here. And uh, one pipe be one size, one pipe be another size. And um, one to be threaded, and the other wouldn't be threaded. And, uh, but we're just about to get there. And um, if you want to read with me, I'll try to preach just for a little bit. If the Lord be my helper. In the book of Numbers, chapter 13, talk about the names of who was sent out to search the land and their instructions, their acts, and the relation. Talks about all those. I'm not going to read all that for time's sake. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan 
and said unto them, Get you up this way southward, and go up into the mountain, and see the land, what it is. And the people that dwell there in, whether they be strong or weak, few or many, and what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, and what cities they be that they dwell in, whether it be tents or in strongholds, and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not, and be ye of good courage, and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first fruit, first ripe grapes, and so they went up and searched the land from the wilderness of Zin unto Rehobo, and men come from Hamath. And they ascended by the, the south and came unto Hebron, where Abraham, or Ahiman, and Shiah, and Ptolemy, and the children of Anak were. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. And they came into the brook of Eshcol and cut down from thence a branch which with one cluster of grapes, and they bury it between two staves. And they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs. The place was called the brook of Eshcol because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence. And they returned from searching of the land after forty days. And they went and came to Moses and Aaron and to the congregation of the children of Israel under the wilderness, under the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh, and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit thereof. I want us to remember right here in our minds, if we could, of what it said here. It said, It surely is a land that floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit, this is the proof, this is it right here. And nevertheless, the people, notice this part, I want to talk to us just a little bit. They didn't deny the fact that it was a good place. You know, we talk about Canaan a lot and talk about songs of Canaan. And we talk about, you know, we're on our way to Canaan land. And we're, you know, that the Lord has promised us, if you're born again, amen, we are on our way to heaven. Every one of us, and I want to talk a little bit here. I don't know what heaven is altogether. I know the Bible talks about it'll be a place of no sin and no problems and no heartaches and no fighting and no fussing and no pain and no agony and no blindness and no crutches and no. And I look at all of that. That alone, wouldn't it be wonderful? Hey, but just tonight, just to be able to go into a place like that and just sit down just with all. All those things, not counting the gates of pearl and, and the streets of gold and, and the rivers and all the things that God has got uh, uh, in store for us. So I want to talk to us a little bit, but you know, as Christians, we've got to get there. Amen. So how do we get there? We start the race. Hey, when you start in the race, when you say, Jesus Christ, would you come into my heart? I'm sorry of the sins I have committed. Lord, I want to live for you all the days of my life. 
I want to accept you as my Savior and I believe that you died and bled and rose the third day and, and went to the grave and got up and went to heaven and, and at the right hand of the Father make an intercession for us. So we, when you believe all those things and you got heaven in sight, if I asked you a question tonight, hey, but how many would say, I want to go to heaven? Hey, but every every hand would go up. Hey, but I look at the history of my life. Hey, Ben just got married as a little child, and me and my wife's been married 46 years. Hey, but I don't look that old, do I? Hey, remember, we, hey, 46 years. Hey, been been married, started out. But you know when everything really started taking place? Hey, but it was when um, they told me that Jesus uh, loved me didn't know anything about God. It just, I, I grabbed a hold of that and I thought never had nothing in life. Hey, but it seemed like in trouble this way, in trouble that way. Kind of like the Bible said, like the troubled sea, you just tossed to and fro everywhere it wants to take you. Hey, but the devil kicked you around every way he wanted to. But there came a day that they told me that Jesus, whoo, hallelujah, that Jesus loved me. And if you believe in him, for God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And they told me that, and I believe that. And every sense, hey, but I know a lot of things has happened. A lot of things has taken place. But there's one thing that's never been erased from my mind. Hey, but when I was a nobody, Jesus made me a son. Hey, when things was rough, he walked by my side. He never left me. He never forsaken me. He's always been there. But then I look at that place called heaven. Hey, but we look at that place. Hey, but I'm trying to go back to this, but I want to tell you, I want you to get a grip on this part. Hey, but how many of y'all visualize what heaven's going to be? Who you're going to see there? Who you're going to talk to? Walking up to them, how's it been for the last 10 years or 20 or 30 or however it is? Get this in mind. And when you get this in mind, hey, when you can hang on to it. Amen. I mean, hang on to it like you've never hung on to anything in life. I know I'm a little slow, but I'm going to try to get started here. Hey, Ben, I, hey, man, I'm just been getting up early and so it's working late and, and all those things, but I want to talk to us tonight. So he goes on, he said, nevertheless, notice this, this is what's killing us in society today. The report is there. When you get saved, you're a candidate for heaven. When that blood cleanses you from all your sins and you become a child of God, then, amen, you're on your way to heaven. I'm afraid sometimes our mind gets boggled down. This old world is trying to choke us, trying to pull us down. But I got news for you. Amen, if you'll get this thing just right. Amen, I understand it goes on and it said these words. Nevertheless, the people be strong. I want to get my text in a minute. That dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. Moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwelt in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwelt in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwelt by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And notice this man standing up now. Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, 
Let us go up at once. Possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land, though which we have gone to search it, it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Nanak, which come of the giants, and we were of our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. If I could preach anything, I'd like to preach to you tonight, I'm not a grasshopper. I'm not a grasshopper. Amen. I want to preach to you tonight, and I'm not good at titles, but that's what I'm going to try to use. Amen. Because I've seen these men went out, and all of them went. All of them tasted. All of them seen. All of them looked at. All of them desired. Amen. And some of them, amen, looked at the giants. And what is a giant? A giant is anything that gets in your way that you think in your mind that is bigger than your problem. In other words, in the natural or the spiritual, either one. But in the spiritual, amen, when the devil tells you, you cannot go to heaven, you're not even a Christian. Brother Bill says if the blood of Jesus one little drop has come into your life and washed away your sins, I'm here to tell you amen, you can go. Amen, greater is he that's within you than he that's in the world. I'm not a grasshopper. I'm not a bug. Amen, God created me in his image and in his life and it restored it all back through the person of Jesus Christ by that blood. I'm afraid sometime we forget about the blood. Heaven, oh heaven, I wish I could sing. Oh heaven, amen, is a place and I've got a glimpse of it through the eyes of faith. I got a glimpse of it. But church, I want to tell you tonight, if I could preach, Pastor, I want to tell us I'm not a grasshopper. Amen, I ain't intended to be a grasshopper. I remember before I got saved, amen, it seemed like the enemy of my soul. Every time I turned around, he was stomping on me. Amen, we used to take grasshoppers and catch them in the woods, in the fields, and warm them on the hook, and fish with them. They were bugs. But church, you're not a bug tonight. Amen, you're not a bug tonight where you can be tread on. Amen, we may think we are nothing, but if you're a child of God, amen, you have been more to God. Amen, we are more than conquerors. Notice the next verse. Through him. Woo! More than conquerors. Conquerors through him that saved us. 
brought us out grasshoppers oh I looked at that dad would tell us as a boy he'd say okay boys amen I'm going to work when I get home amen you get a bunch of them grasshoppers out amen in the field and we're going fishing amen there's a bug there but I want to tell you and you know the Bible said and I'm trying to hurry here amen not going to hold you long my lung only been sewed up once so it don't last as long so amen people says amen amen that's good but I want to preach to you I hope I can encourage you, amen, to let you know, amen, you are a child of the living God. You are the one that Jesus died for. And I want to also bring in, he didn't go up there. He never went up there. Their assignment by Moses was not to see if the land could be taken. You ever notice that? It wasn't if. Brother Darrell, you got saved. People said you probably couldn't have got saved. People probably said, brother, you got saved. People probably said you couldn't get saved. People, some of y'all raised in church and you got saved. And people said you couldn't be saved. They told me in school I was the most likely to not succeed in anything. I mean, I was that. When I was going to take a test, you can just rest assured that test was going to have an F on there. Amen. Probably five times. Math, social studies, all the places you see, that's where it was going to be. And they would say that. And that's what the enemy says. Amen. We couldn't even be saved. You couldn't be a Christian. Hey, brother, you couldn't live for God. Amen. There's no way to, hey, to be able to come to the house of God and kick up your heels and say glory to God. Hey, but you're not able to do that. But only through the blood of Jesus, we have conquered all of those things. I'm no longer walked on. You ever seen a grasshopper? Hey, but when you step on one of them? Hey, but what I'm trying to tell you is these men saw themselves as grasshoppers. And these men saw the enemy saying, they was grasshoppers. I come with a report. They came with an evil report. Caleb come with a good report. So I bear a good report tonight. I, I went to Oklahoma not long ago. Well, it's been a while ago. And uh, I walked to a place. And I seen this big old guy sitting outside. And I walked up to him and I said, Alan... How are you doing? He said, I'm all right. He said, Billy? That's what they used to call me until I said, no, I want to go to, you know, Billy. And anyway, he said, can I tell you something? And uh, I told him, I got saved. He said, I done heard. I didn't believe it. I didn't think it could happen. Out of everybody in the whole town of Bristol, Oklahoma, it wouldn't be Bill Perryman. Ain't no way. He's just a nobody. He was a poor nobody. He was a look down on nobody. And I may not have had nothing in the day, but when Jesus come, he made me more than a conqueror. I'm here to tell you tonight. Hey, man, I, ain't, I might not fight you. I told you the other night I don't believe in fighting church folks. I may not fight you, and I'll stand when I have to, but I, I, mean, I just don't like doing that. But uh, I want you to know tonight there's something I will fight for. Brother Darrell, when I was, you preachers may not have ever faced this. I don't know. Y'all, y'all may not have, when I didn't even think I was called to preach. And I fell on my face before God. 
Felt like I wasn't even a, a preacher nor a Christian either. And I fell down before God. And all of a sudden, amen. Whoo, I went through one of the worst struggles I ever went through. I got a report to tell you tonight. And I got a report to tell you tonight. Those pomegranates are big. We could have preached on the pomegranates. We could have preached on the grapes. We could have preached on the land like it is. We could have looked to the land over with Caleb's report. And I want to bring that in. But I want to tell you tonight. I'd like to bring it in our day. Let me just tell you. Amen. We can bring a good report today. Jesus. Jesus is still uh, open the blinded eyes, uh, unstopping the deaf uh, uh, ears. Uh, he's the healing and he's bringing them up. Uh, he's the talking to the drug addict uh, and the ones on the street. Uh, and he's saving folks. Hey, but just what a report. Not too long ago, I was in a place. I told my son-in-law, I was in a place, got a good report. But I remember, brother, brother, brother I'm going to call you pastor. I forget your name. Amen, brother Gary. And I, I walked in there talking to this man. And I'm a visiting with him. Uh, and I was talking to him. And I told him. They, the guy asked, or lady asked me to go see him. I got in there. His cousin was in there. We got to talking to him. And I told him. I was trying to witness, but the cousin's sitting there. And his son was sitting there and different things. The man's dying of cancer. And I'm talking to him. A good report. I'm bringing you a good report. I want to bring a good report to let you know those that's out there that looks like no hope at all. And I got to talking to him. And he looked up at me like, there's no way. And then one day I was driving down the road to go to a meeting in Georgia. And I'm driving down the road. And God said, go join to his chariot. Stop again and go in. I'm trying to bring forth a good report. I'm a little scattered here because I'm kind of getting off of this, but I don't know why, but you pray for me anyhow. And I went in there and I walked up to him. And he looked up at me and I told him, I said, Horace, I said, I want you to know. And I didn't know him until I met him the first time. He's dying of cancer. And I told him, younger man than I am. And I told him, I said, I felt like I'm on the way to Georgia. And I felt like stopping in. I know I'm going to be late. But I needed to talk to you. He looked up at me and he said, preacher, there's no use. I cannot be saved. There's no use. Amen. There's no way I can accept Christ. There's no way. Amen. That I can, I can ever be born again. He said, because when I was a little boy, amen, just a little young boy. Hey, but I want to tell you why I ain't no grasshopper. Hey, but because the devil told me, what's the use going in there? I'll go ahead and go to Georgia and maybe preach down there. Hey, but go ahead and go your appointment. Leave the man there. But the Spirit of God said, stop by there. And I went in there, Brother Gary, and I'm talking to him. And he's a little boy. He got a hold of a gun, accidentally shot his sister and killed her. And from that day forward, his mama told him, he said, you can never be a Christian. You'll never be saved. He wasn't raised in church, but he knew something about it. But I looked at him, and I said, Gary and Brother Bryce, I looked at him, and I told him, I said, I want you to know one thing. God would not have talked to me riding down that road. He wouldn't. Oh, hallelujah. God would have never talked to me riding down that road if you could not be saved. Big old tears on Daddy's eyes. The Holy Ghost fell in the room. And the man wept his way to salvation. God and his mercy and his power. 
don't you think for a minute. Hey, when I want you to encourage you, you're not a grasshopper. You've been divinely called of God. Hey, man, bring a good report. And when the enemy comes in, what happened to Caleb and Joshua and Caleb? What happened to them? Here this guy is, and they can't go up there and fight. And all of a sudden, but there was something in there. And it wasn't to go up there, amen, if they could take the country. God done said centuries before, amen, that they're going to have the country. He done promised it to you. And I'm trying to tell you tonight, a long way around it, I'm trying to tell us, Brother Floyd, that it's already been promised. Amen, it's already been promised. It's already been paid for. The blood's been shed. And the power of God, amen, witnessing to us tonight in this service. Amen, you can go through. Amen, you can go through the fire. You can go through the flood. You can go through it all. All because of the blood of Jesus. You can make it through. Woo, hallelujah. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood. I looked at this, and Caleb, he did not like the fact, amen, of it all. And he said, y'all be still. I got something I want to tell you. We're more than well able. Today, if you don't know Jesus, could I tell you he's here? And if you do know him, but you need to move up closer, he's here. If you're sanctified, amen, and you're struggling, amen, with things, he's here. If you got the Holy Ghost, amen, the preacher's already preached to us. If you got the Holy Ghost and you're doubting your experience, he's here. If you're a preacher and you're going through things like I may be right now, amen, a few things, He's here. If you're a mama that you're having a lot of struggles because of all the children, he's here. Preacher, I don't know your name, but if we only knew. You know why we struggle like we do? Because we won't turn it over to him. You know why we wrestle like we do? Because we won't give it to him. Hey, well, you're not just an insect. Hey, well, you're not. You're the child of the most high God. Hey, well, if you are saved today or if you're not saved, you can leave out of here today and you can say, I'm saved. Hallelujah. Can we get a song? I want to talk to you tonight just for a minute here. We find ourselves in a battle. Amen. My strength today, I was thinking, oh, amen, the service will go one way or hopefully. Amen. But I, I, must, I, I was struggling. But I want to tell you tonight, Jesus, I deal with people most of the time on a daily basis. Sometime I get in my car and I'll drive down the road, tell my wife, I got to go find somebody that I can talk to them about the Lord. And I'll just get in a car and I'll drive. You'll be surprised of the people that's outside them doors. That will listen. If you will approach them, not beat down like the giants beat you down and look at you like you're a grasshopper and you done got to the place that you think you're a grasshopper in their sight. You have no strength. But if the Bible says you shall become witnesses, and that simply means don't try to do it on your own. A man asked me, he said, Brother Bill, how do I get a burden? How do I get a burden? To, to go out and to be a minister, it's hard to explain. But you know what I told him? I said, look, look over in the New Testament, and you find that place where Jesus was going up the hill. You want a burden? You find where he's carrying that cross till he buckled under it. And, and he kept on going 
because he was refashioning us into the image of God again. And he kept going with the blood and all of the agony and the pain, just blood oozing out of his body. And he gets up there and they put him on that cross and they pick him up between heaven and earth. And as he's there, the blood just running down. All them things are happening. The spikes in his hands and his feet. You want a burden with God? Listen to me just for a minute. And if you can't get a burden after what I'm telling you, what we got to do then is we got to start over again. Because you want a burden for the lost? Because that is the only reason that we're here to. Brother, that's it. That's the only reason. You just talking, testifying about being. That's the only reason. Brother, and I love it. I love when I heard that you was coming back to church. I used to preach to him when he was a little boy. Little bitty boy. And he got back in church. Brother, I didn't know you. Then I heard you got back in church. You're more than an insect out there. You've been paid for. Brother, we didn't deserve none of this. I can feel the power of God here today. <laughs> People may look at us like we're grasshoppers. But when I get to thinking that I am nothing, it's a good way in some ways. But yet you still got to hold your head up a little bit. Amen. You're a child of God. Woo! Hallelujah. You've been paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. I could stand up here for hours and tell you about people I know that got saved. Even just on the street or down, down the road or, or down here. And the mercies of God that's extended. Amen. Maybe my title don't fit what I'm preaching, but I'm bringing you a report. I'm bringing you a report. Amen. You're the, the, the Bible talks about we're the sheep of his pasture. I'd love to read over there uh, the sheep of his pasture. And I know it's, he said I had plenty of time. I'd, I'd love to read over here, but I don't know if I, uh, I don't want to get too lengthy. I normally don't, so you pray for me. I'm a little slower tonight. Amen. Glory to God. The book, the book of Psalms, chapter 23. Someone said, that's a funeral. That's a funeral song. Psalm. It might be, but every time I read it, I feel that thing just jumping out there. And it said, the Lord is my shepherd. Can you say it with me? The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He ain't going to take time to do that with a bunch of insects. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemy. While those men out there, hey, when they're looking at it all over and they're afraid to go back, hey, 
Abram, but yet at the same time, God was preparing a table for Caleb and Joshua. Amen. As they stood there, and some said, oh, we're not going to go. We're not able. They're giants. Amen. We're little in their eyes. We're little in their own sight. And Caleb said, hey, let's go. Let's fight the battle. Amen. I remember reading one place where Caleb, 87, 80-some years old, but he said, hey, God, you promised me that mountain over there, and I want that mountain, and God has promised you heaven, and I want to go, and you can go. If you desire to go, you can go to heaven, because God has promised you. Woo! Now prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemy. In other words, that night when the devil's telling you, Kate, God's got a table spread saying you can. Anybody here be honest with me? Are you battling something you don't think you can go? Anybody here? You know, they say I'm the confessionist preacher they are. I'll get up and tell the church, say, well, I'm down and discouraged. They say, well, don't do that. I need you to pray for me. Amen. Someone said he'll say, well, I, I didn't treat that person just quite right, and I'll confess it. And they say, and I'm not really worried. And the reason I'm not worried, because I'd rather you know and pray for me than you not know it. And I don't have no support. See, sheep mourn one, and there's a lot of them around. And there's a, the Bible said they bear one another's burdens. And how are they going to bear their burden if you don't know about it? And then I know some things you can't say because people are taking and tell everybody they don't supposed to. But notice he said this, and I'm going to close. And it said, yeah, and the prepared time for my enemies, thou anointeth my head with oil. And what could we say? The Spirit, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Then I thought about the Psalms, and this is what it said. Providence, divine supply. He gives us rest. He gives us food. He gives us guidance. He gives us restoration. He gives us leadership. He gives us a path to walk him. Amen. He does. He, he takes us through all those things. He gives us confidence in God. He's got the divine presence, divine protection, divine preparation. Amen. The, the spiritual feast, the oil, the spiritual fullness, the superabundance, God's goodness, mercy, promise, and love of God. God didn't take time to do that when he was making all them bugs. Brother, you know what he did? The Bible said they got down there, I don't know exactly, and he scooped up some dirt. And he said, let us make man. He formed it. Men and the enemy broke it. But Jesus come back. Jesus come back and he formed it again with a mixture of love and blood and he pulled it together. And he paid the price that we could be back in fellowship with God again. Oh my God. You know sometimes our worst enemies ourselves because we won't admit to God or admit to men that we need help. But the Spirit of the Lord spoke to my heart 
to tell you that God loves you and that God wants to restore you and that God wants to give you a feast and then God wants to pour in the oil of gladness and God wants to give you strength to go on another day. And God wants to give you bread. Amen. Like he did Elijah, I believe, for 40 days. And, for, and God. Amen. Why is he wanting to do that? Amen. He didn't do that for the bugs. He didn't do that for the grasshoppers. He didn't do it for all that. So God's not in any intention for you to be a Christian and think that you're just a grasshopper. Because you're not. Amen. You are his child. You are the apple of his eye. You are the sweet nectar. Amen. You are his child. And you'll do everything for your child that you can do, won't you? And God does the same. But when we don't do like we're supposed to, then God kind of pulls back and chastises like we do our children. But I'm here to tell you tonight, the altars is calling, saying, if you'll come and you'll lay them down, then you'll have that freshness with God again. And you won't feel beat down. You won't feel depressed. You won't feel like God's nowhere to be found. But you get that relationship back again. And you'll feel God wooing you to look at the lights of the city. And you'll fight every battle you need to fight because you're wanting to go. Caleb standing on the mountain over there, but he never lost sight. As a matter of fact, I think he says, my eyes not even dim. I still see it. Brother Gary, going from an old poor boy like I told you, didn't have nothing, never expected to have nothing. Ain't got a lot now, but I do have a lot now. I've got Jesus Christ in my heart. And when I've looked at that, and then you come up to me, and you tell me there is a mansion in heaven. I just dreamed about it. I just think about it. Oh, what a city. Oh, what a city. Lord, and the only way I can see that, though, is to have childlike faith. Yes. <laughs> not, not college intellectual abilities and trying to find it and scratching it up and looking everywhere to try to get it, but a little simple faith in God. I'm a Christian, and I'm on my way to heaven, and I like what I see up there, and I want to go. How about you tonight? Do you want to go? If you're struggling, I'm not here to rebuke you. If you're not saved tonight... I'm here to let you know this old preacher loves you. And if you don't believe me, you go to a little town where I'm at and you talk to them people. And I'm not boasting by this. Amen. I've talked to them in True Value Store. I've talked to them in Superfoods. I've talked to them in Walmart. I've talked to them on the street. I've talked to them. And, and they come up to me and they say, Preacher, will you talk to me and tell me what do I need? I've talked to uh, to lawyers and doctors. And I, I've been in their homes. I've actually uh, preached in, in one of them's homes one time that uh, people got together. And, said, would, and I'm working there. And they said, would you come in and talk to us about the Lord? And I said, sure. We'll preach in the school. I'm not trying to boast about what I've done but this old if you call me a bug I'm out there telling them amen I don't feel like I'm no I don't feel like I'm no grasshopper amen Jesus didn't save no grasshoppers amen he made them he didn't save them he saved you and I he fixed that that was broken that the bulls and the heifers and everything and all the ceremonial laws could not fix nothing could fix it and he looked at his son he said son can I send you? Will you go? And he went. And he died. And here we are. Anybody need any help from God tonight? As they sing, 
Pour it out to the Lord. You ain't got to tell me or the preacher. You ain't got to tell nobody. Just come up here or back there and pour your heart out to God. You don't know when you're going to go out of this life. It could be tonight. From the youngest to the oldest, it could be tonight. How would it be? Oh, I thank, I, I hope and pray that it'd be like this. We're more than able to take the land. Would you sing? I'm done. If you can recognize tonight, it's right here. What you're needing, these altars are open. Hallelujah. God sent you a word tonight to let you know if you want to go to heaven, you can. He's got the grace you need to go. Won't you come? Won't you come? Hallelujah. Praise God. I just gotta tell you, Satan, you can't cross the bloodline because I'm covered by his blood. You may snare and you may fight, you're gonna lose this battle tonight. Remember, you can't cross the bloodline. You can't cross the bloodline because I'm covered by his blood. You may snare and you may fight. You're going to lose this battle tonight. Remember, you can't cross the bloodline. Oh, I just got to tell you, Satan, you can't cross the bloodline.
be down and feel like God has somehow forgotten that you are faced with circumstances you can't get through right now it seems there's no way out you're going under but god's proven time and time again he'll take care of you and he'll do
God knows the things you're going through. He knows how you're hurting. He understands just how your heart's been broken in two. He's the God of the stars, sun and the seas, and he is your father. He'll calm your storm. He'll find a way to fix this for you. And he'll do it again. He'll do it again. If you just take a look at where you are now and where you've been, hasn't he always come through for you? not change. You may not know how. You may not know when. You'll do it again. And he'll do it again. He'll do it again. If you just take a look where you are now and where you've been. Hasn't he always come God knows the things you're going through. He knows how you're hurting. He understands just how your heart's been broken in two. He's the God of the stars, sun and the seas. He is your Father. He'll calm your storm. He'll find a way to fix this for you and he'll do it again he'll do it again if you just take a look at where you are now and where you've been hasn't he always come through for you he's the same now as the end God has not changed Take a look at where you are now and where you've been. Hasn't he always come through for you? He's the same now as the end. God has not changed. You may not know how. You may not know when. He'll do it again. And he'll do it again. He'll do Just take a look where you are now and where you've been. Hasn't he always come through for you? He's the same now as the end. God.
has somehow forgotten that you are faced with circumstances you can't get through. Right now it seems there's no way out. You're going under. But God has proven time and time again. He'll take care of you. And he'll do it again. He'll do it again. If you just take a look where you are now and where you've been. Hasn't he always come through for you? He's the same now as the end. God has not changed. You may Just take a look where you are now and where you've been. Hasn't he always come through for you? He's the same now as then. God has not changed. You may not know how. You may not know when. He'll do it again. You may be down and feel like God has somehow forgotten that you are faced with circumstances you can't get through. Oh, right now it seems there's no way out. You're going under. But God's proven time and time again. He'll take care of you. He'll do it again. He'll do it again. If you just take a look where you are now and where you've been. Hasn't he always come through for you? He's the same now as then. God has not changed. God knows the things you're going through. He knows how you're hurting. He knows just how your heart's been broken into. He's the God of the stars, sun and the seas. He is your Father. He'll calm your storm. He'll find a way to fix this for you. And he'll do it again. He'll do it again. If you just take a look where you are now and where you've been. Hasn't he always come through for you? He'll do it again. He'll do it again. 
Once I thought no one cared If I lived or died I spent my life searching For a place to hide I was drifting along Like a ship lost at sea Till I heard how Jesus cares What
He lives. 